Why do we watch the same holiday movies over and over? And you know that white elephant gift exchange you do with your extended family? I'm not sure if anyone even likes it, but there's no way we'll skip it. Traditions are a member of the family, and when they don't show up at the Christmas party, it can feel like we've lost someone. At the close of another year, the traditions of the holiday season come front and center, but life is full of tradition and it comes in many forms. I'm David Allen Moss. Join me as we explore what tradition is, what it does for us, and what it says about us. Hi, I'm Thomas Fox with Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have Evergreen Podcasts on board as our official podcast partner. Evergreen Podcasts is committed to producing the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, recorded on location at the monthly Creative Mornings Lecture Series. Enjoy. Good morning. Thanks for joining us for Wake Up Call. Wake Up Call is an opportunity to connect with the creative community, talk shop, and explore themes inspired by today's breakfast lecture. It's here we invite attendees of the lecture series to join us for coffee and conversation full of -of out-of-the-box thinking to spark your imagination. Uh, Do you have any specific tradition that you just cherish every year that or, or that's maybe evolved over the years? That... Christmas Eve Mass, you know, I'm a Catholic. You know, there's obviously religious traditions, right. there's cultural traditions, right. but you know, right. I mean, like, there was a tradition I had that I never took my Christmas tree down. I had it up for three and a half years straight. That was the best place to put my TV antenna to get all the channels. <laughs> so I actually have a lot of opinions about it, and we don't have to talk about that, but... Um... We do. I Listen, this is about tradition, and pierogies are an amazing, I happen to think, tradition. Yeah, so usually they're made with a potato. Yeah. And I don't go that route. I go full cheese. Do you have a favorite movie of the holiday season? It's funny, when you asked me that, what I immediately went to was Elf. But oh, why not? Yeah. But, but specifically, the moment where Buddy is leaving to go find his dad in New yeah. York. And Bye, buddy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Bye, normal. <laughs> yeah. that, is, uh, that is like my favorite moment. Even in this lighthearted moment when Buddy the Elf is leaving the North Pole and starting his journey to New York City, it occurs to me that he's attempting to discover who he really is. And while it's sad that Buddy's leaving everything that he's ever known, he's leaving it behind so that he can become something more. What's the heritage of that last name? I mean, some sort of Western European. We don't really know the heritage of my grandpa's side, so he was adopted by his stepfather. That's Jimmy Chance. We sat down and talked at the final Creative Mornings event of the year here in Cleveland. You know, we're fairly new to this country. So, like, my grandma's, like, on my dad's side, my grandma's parents came over to Ellis Island, you know, and that was in the early 1900s. Okay. And then my mom is an immigrant from South Korea. All right. And so I'm the firstborn in America on her side of the family. Wow. So our traditions, you know, they don't really, maybe it's not, uh, they don't look the same. Uh, we're, we're geographically spread across the whole world. Um, right. But the common thing that we have is we find a way to talk to each other one way or another. My name's uh, Jordan Wong. Uh, that's with an A, not an O. I sometimes get that. Well, hey, welcome to Wake Up Call. Talk a little bit about maybe a tradition that means something to you, a family tradition, a tradition 
with friends. So I am second generation Chinese American. So tradition is is huge right. in my family, in my culture. But I've been thinking about tradition for a while now because uh, part of me is is a little bit removed, um, you know, from my ethnicity, from my culture. Right. You know, growing up in America, um, like I don't even speak the language. Yeah. So you feel disconnected or pulled away from some of those traditions. Yeah, absolutely. Disconnected, sometimes isolated, but at the same time, there are some that are part of my upbringing and, and childhood. People, I think, think of tradition in a sense of uh, almost something that's kind of rigid, right? Sure. Where I think that tradition provides a lot of opportunities. So okay. it's, it's kind of like looking backwards to go forwards. Uh, my dad has always, you know, in, especially in regards to Chinese tradition, has told me, you know, you keep the good, you reject the bad. Um, so I think tradition can be, uh, can really catapult us, you know, towards something greater and something more, I don't know, brighter in the future. All of us in America, whatever generation you are, there's traditions to get lost almost every generation. And I think about my family settled here on the one side in the late 1600s, but I don't have any connection to that. We don't have family reunions anymore. There's just kind of like this continuous splintering that happens. Do you think it's harder, you know, with a smaller unit? I know our family is smaller and we have family that's out of town, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and we feel sometimes like, oh, you know, it's, you find it to be, you got to put a little more effort in because the traditions aren't just built in. You don't just walk into that big family I think unit. So. Yeah, because I remember growing up, um, maybe you do too, like having a huge family around for these things. My grandma yeah. making, you know, a big dinner. and um, All the cousins running around like crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I remember. Now, you know, my brother moved to Denver. My sister moved to Cincinnati. So I don't have much family. My husband's family is mostly um, in Europe. So we try to have a lot of friends around for holidays because I... Um, you know, I, I don't want to give up on all those traditions just because our family is smaller now. That was Laura DeMarco, today's guest speaker. I think she echoes a lot of people's feelings as families tend to be spread out today more than ever before. How does this work now? You're breaking tradition. What's the new tradition? What are we going to do for the, the holidays? You know, so I've been spending a lot of time alone and it's the first time that I've done that. And my fourth guest today is Michaela Colleen Barrett. I think that there are some things, some... Uh, routines or promises that we can keep to ourselves. So if we can lose or change some of our traditions so quickly, if they're not so rigid, why do we have them at all? Is it just some sense of nostalgia that we appreciate, or is it more personal, as Michaela suggests? Uh, I perform with Michelle Romery. We were uh, featured today. This is Jimmy Chance again. He's a guitarist. And how is that not a stage name? It's perfect. I started in music for my mom. Well, my mom and dad. So mom was more of like a conventional, just, I mean, she's a great opera singer. I mean, she's classically trained. Oh, wow. And I remember being, I think I was about four years old. We were visiting Korea in my mom's, or my grandma's living room. Uh, we were listening to a recording of someone singing and I was so moved. I didn't, like, I started tearing up and I was like, who right. is that? Right. And my mom was like, oh, that's me. I think that's like when my ear opened up and I was able to like use my ear for music. And then my dad, 
you know, went to all the World Series of Rocks at the Coliseum and all that sure, stuff. You know, sure, he always sure. brags about how he saw the best bands for five dollars <laughs> and right, man. in his '77 Vega. Talk about tradition. Yeah, my grandma sang on the radio uh, when they lived in uh, Bradford, Pennsylvania. She had a little radio spot every week, so she sang on the radio. And so, like, we just have kind of songs that keep us together. So it's like the thread. Do you think it's the thread to the past and the future? For sure. A tradition of music that connects everybody, but it's actually in you. Do you feel that way a little bit? I do. And if it wasn't music, it would be something else. Uh, I think there's something in all of us that wants to connect to the, to the bigger picture. Let's talk about what traditions do for us. Well, I think they, they connect us to our past. They, you know... They connect us um, to our history, to our parents, to our grandparents. Um, they kind of keep you rooted in a way, right? Like yeah. um, structure. I think they provide comfort too because of that structure, right? That was Laura DeMarco again. She knows something about connections to the past. She's a journalist, author, and local Cleveland historian who's done a lot of work on the subject of our city's past. Dance is interesting because it's freeing, but you just said yourself it's regimented. Talk about yeah, that Yeah, so, uh, and tango's really the only one I know. This is Michaela again. She does something entirely different. She's a dance instructor. But um, within it, you know, the dance itself is extremely... Um, improvisational. It's interpretational because you're always dancing to the music, but the steps themselves right. can be rearranged and built in various different ways. So you have a few combination, a few possibilities of movement that you can recombine into so many options. But the part around it that's regimented is the community aspect, actually. It's... Um, a group of people, you know, you walk into a room and already everyone's on the same page. And oh, wow. there are a few things that stand out. They always catch people off guard when they start to learn, but quickly you realize that there are customs that are in place to make the whole community really safe and supported and, and feeling free to express themselves. Uh, things mm -hmm. like not asking people to dance verbally. So if you go up to someone into their personal space then oftentimes you know you feel you say yes just especially as a woman you say yes just because someone's directly in your face saying hey you want to dance um, but in tango you kind of look at people from across the room and give a nonverbal nod <laughs> and then right. if they reciprocate then you go dance but if not then no one knows you know you can deal with rejection completely on your own <laughs> it's it's very kind <laughs> it's nice because it's something where you can just slip in uh, automatically. You know, you have a role already set for you. You right. walk in and they say, right. oh, this is what you should right. be doing. And this is how, you know, everyone's going to react to it. And you're like, okay, good. <laughs> You've winnowed yeah. it down to what works, right? So it's the, right. the connection point, as you said, between two things that may have originally seemed disparate, right? So I, I don't have to right. communicate with my words in this place. And where else do I, ha where else do I have that opportunity? You know, so there's comfort in ritual. There can be for sure. I mean, if that if that seems to be the common thread <laughs> today, is there's great comfort in ritual. I don't have to question this. Some people will come in and be like, "Why don't you question this?" And it's because you're comfortable in that mode. Well, I think my interest in tradition ties to Cleveland. This is Laura again. We're such a diverse city, and like, yeah. 
you know, there's so many traditions all around. I mean, you could celebrate Christmas in so many different ways. So that's one thing I love about Cleveland so much is all these traditions that we've imported. And they come out of our, our backgrounds or our yeah. heritage. For a long time, Clevelanders, you know, we have an inferiority complex. So we were almost like ashamed oh, of our totally. roots. Oh, totally. We were know? just talking about that. <laughs> and I think like younger people like don't have that on their, sh- you know, they don't have that shadow hanging over them. So they're like, yeah, I am. Polish. I'm going to do Polish things, and it's cool, you know? Right. It's not just nostalgia. It's actually in our DNA. Do you feel like some of that is sort of re-enlivening? What do you see from our past that's really a great thing now? Um, I, I think in the last five years, so much has happened along those lines. I, yeah. I'm thinking of, like of the Corento Vanya Festival, like down in St. Clair Superior. We're oh, starting right. now, which is... Um, just just bringing, it's a new tradition to Cleveland, but it's centuries old over in Slovenia and just these oh, people wow. got together. And so it's a winter festival. It's like March 2nd next year. And they do this thing with these people in monster con- costumes walking down the... Wait a second. We need to be there. Oh, you do. Yeah. Walking down Superior Avenue. Um, they're called currents. You know, there's food and beer and, and ethnic dancing. So I think something like that or Dingus Day, you know, for example, which right. DJ Kishka does, which is kind of celebrates our... Um, a lot of the city's Eastern European roots, but it does it... Is that Polish? Prim- uh, that is Polish, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it does it kind of for a new generation, and everybody's welcome. You don't have to, I'm not Polish, but I, you know, I go to it all the time. You don't have to be Polish. And it's yeah. just sort of like embracing our past, but updating it yeah. for new, new people. And, and what I like about both of those, they're both in historic neighborhoods, so they kind of shine a light on um, those neighborhoods for people who may not live there who can come visit. You know, St. Clair Superior for Corentilvania or um, Detroit Shoreway. I like the way you just painted that, though. The idea is the neighborhoods are in sort of a reset mode. They're kind of becoming something new. Yet here comes this tradition that maybe wasn't even valued back then that is now a part of the new community, and it means something. So we can almost adopt a tradition that was left on the side of the road, so to speak. Sometimes it is this sense of how things have been done in the past that provides us a connection. Being able to say, this is how we do it, can be powerful. And as divisive as this can sometimes sound, I still think that it's more about belonging than dividing. That's what's so incredible about having the opportunity to attend cultural events and festivals. We can have the chance to experience and be a little part of someone else's tradition. We can understand each other a little bit more. I think that might be getting closer to what tradition really is, understanding ourselves and sometimes each other. There's not much that says tradition more than a big holiday meal. Just eating together. This is Jordan again. He's a designer. Just spending time together and and sharing each other's lives over delicious food. Right. Food is such a beautiful thing and allows you to experience not only time with others, but other cultures. Eating together is a communal experience that allows us to share with one another. We can share of our time, our thoughts, our resources, and our culture as well. I'm breaking with tradition this year. Oh, wow. Usually I return home to New York, where I'm from. This is Michaela again. And hang with my family and make uh, pierogi. Oh. So I have a tradition of cooking pierogi with my mom. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to cook pierogi here? Maybe. Because you know Clevelanders (laughs) love their pierogies. (laughs) They really do. We have friends that go on pierogi hunting, like they find the churches that, you know, and they rate them on Facebook. And honestly, you can do that. I think there's oh. dozens. So I've gone into a Hungarian, a traditional Hungarian church, 
and uh, suddenly it's like you're one in the family. You need some Lachy Petunia and some cabbage and some this and that, and they know exactly <laughs> what you should be eating. <laughs> and you just suddenly feel like you belong, even if you haven't even been a part of that tradition. Uh, so traditions can be welcoming. Belonging is so important. It falls right in line with our basic desire for safety and security. When so many things around us are constantly changing, I think we're often drawn to anything that will provide us with some consistency in our lives. There's stability in tradition. We can have an expectation and we can have it met, but it's really this desire for connection that seems to drive traditions. I know uh, my family or my mother will talk about the old traditions of Cleveland Christmas when there were these you know, massive department stores downtown and coming down to the Higby building was this magic thing. Yeah. And this is before we built shopping malls, before we had you know, countless strip malls, and you know, before retail was in surplus, it was more of a destination, more of an event. But talking about the department stores... This is Laura again. I think that goes back to the whole nostalgia and sense of community, because when you went like, shopping at a department store, and this sort of predates me, except for like Higby's. Yeah. But people talked about you, you went downtown, you took the streetcar, you know, whatever, the rapid. And it was like getting out, it was like a sense of community there. Even though you were shopping, it was like a communal thing. And, and yeah. um, we've sort of we've lost a lot of that fabric of community that ties us together. I mean, just shopping at home on Amazon doesn't have that Does, same sense of community It doesn't there. fill your soul. No. Do you have any new traditions that you could identify? I mean, because that may be part of it. Unfortunately, my parents died young, so I've sort of created new traditions now with my daughter. We always go to tea at the Ritz, you know, oh, for a wow. holiday thing. So That's wonderful. When you don't have much family left anymore, kind of finding new traditions, I think, is important because holidays are not always um, the happiest times if you have lost. We get to build connections. It's harder to have connections now because we are spread out all around right. around the country. and. Whether it's connections of, of all shopping together, maybe not that anymore, but, you know, now you have, uh, yeah, just getting together with your family. I think it is more important than ever because we have, um, we're such, we're so isolated all the time now with social media and you're, you're in a vacuum, you know, and um, at work, you know, you're, you're not really, connect, like so many people telecommute now. So we have, we've, we've lost a lot of human connection in our right. day-to-day lives. right. So what about your music now? I mean, do you do you feel like that just the tradition of playing in the group you're in now fills a, a great need outside of everything else we've talked about? Yeah, we do a lot of uh, music for um, for patios and restaurants. This is Jimmy again. It serves a different function, but there are moments where you know there there's a, a special person in the audience that's being captivated by what we're doing, yeah. and then we're able to enjoy a moment together, you know, yeah. and so it's yeah. just. You know, you play for those moments where you get a little, uh, you know, in a rut where you're like, okay, you come into work, you know, this is my job, you know. And so, I mean, we play, you know, over 100 times a year. You play a lot, yeah. Yeah, and so it kind of, you get a rhythm, you know, and then you have expectations of certain rooms. But then there's always an outlier where someone's paying attention and then it really makes that even more special. Back to connection. It's not really about the thing we're doing the food we're eating or the songs we're singing. It's about the connection we share with other people. And it's not just about connection to the past either. Sometimes it's about connecting with those around us in this very moment. I think it's a, it, it's a response, really. Yeah. I don't think anything is really brand new. I think everything just kind of comes from a place of need. I've always thought of tradition as something old, like as a way that we can honor our past 
by doing something the way that it's been done. There's something we learn, participate in, and pass on. Sometimes they change for one reason or another, but they seem to always be about connection. But maybe it's not always about who we are in a manner of looking back into the past. I have traditions that didn't come from my parents or other family before me. Where did they come from? Maybe traditions are just as much about who we are now. That's why the tradition you started just a few years ago can feel just as meaningful as the one that has been in the family for generations, right? Traditions really close the gap. It doesn't have to be holiday-oriented. Tradition comes in the form of food, dance, language, song, or stories. What does tradition say about us? Maybe we're tied together by tradition. Maybe it reminds us of who we are, where we've come from. Maybe traditions connect one year to the next and sometimes each moment to the next. Maybe traditions help us look beyond ourselves, see what's right in front of us, to slow down and connect with real people and real meaning. Join us next month when the theme will be surreal. Wake Up Call is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, a proud member of the Front Porch Media Network. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producer and audio engineer Dave Douglas, account manager Connor Standish. Thanks to 2Bob Crew for the use of their song Rooster, available on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, leave us a review. It really helps. You can learn more about this and other podcasts from Evergreen at evergreenpodcasts.com. And I'm your host, David Allen Moss. Thanks for listening to Wake Up Call, Ideas That Crow. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.